0: Hey Vikings fans, Chris Corsell here with the Vikings.com post game report. It's the last Vikings.com post game report of the 2020 season. I am joined as always by Ben Lieber and Gabe Henderson from US Bank Stadium. And guys, we're just going to talk this through the last game of the season. The Vikings found a way to win in what was pretty much a shootout between both offenses a 37 to 35 win over the Lions, a game where Justin Jefferson. Absolutely seals the case for rookie of the year, becoming the best rookie wide receiver in receiving yards in history of the NFL. So uh, those are kind of just the summaries of this game, which didn't really mean much for the Vikings as the end as they entered the game out of the playoff conversation. But Ben, I'm going to go to you first. What were your overall takeaways from this game and and just looking forward to the 2021 offseason?
1: Well, you know, I was impressed by, I think, the level of, of heart and competition by, by both our offense and defense. I mean, going into this game, if if Mike Zimmer had decided to sit all of his starters, or at least the most important ones as he looks ahead to 2021, I, I wouldn't have been mad at him for that. I'm like, all right, he's, he's playing it safe, you know, no sense in getting these guys hurt in a meaningless game. And, uh, you know, he decides to play the players. Obviously, I'm sure in the back of their minds, they were like, listen, why are we playing in this meaningless game? I don't want to get hurt. But they came out and they played with an intensity. They played with the fire. They, it looked and felt like a normal game in the middle of the, of the regular season. So, you know, that kind of stood out to me that there, there was no quit in those guys. And whatever Zim had told them to motivate them for this game worked.
0: Vikings had over 500 yards of offense in this game obviously Justin Jefferson sets a record in this game and I'm going straight to you Gabe with this one because you played the wide receiver position in college and I mean it's just like what does this mean for this guy what is the ceiling for Justin Jefferson it it seems like every week I mean over 1400 yards 1400 yards receiving in his rookie season where everyone forgets that he didn't play the first two weeks really of the season. yeah for him going forward
2: for sure, I, I think this is not only good for him, not good, not only good for the Minnesota Vikings, but it's good for the NFL to have a rookie receiver uh, that just came off a national championship, taking the league by storm. It's basically saying that hey, like there are a lot of young guys, and a young guy in Justin Jefferson that's here to stay. I mean, he is the prototypical receiver. Like we we know the. The big jump in a uh, rookie's career, well, in, a, in any NFL player's career, is from year one to year two. So he, he's doing this in year one, taking the league by storm. Imagine him next year with ten more extra added pounds, already knowing the NFL, how the NFL is ran, and then now uh, understanding how to, you know, beat number one receivers. I, I think the future is—I mean, the, the the ceiling is so high for him, man. Like the future is bright for this guy. I mean, he he's came in and he's done everything asked of him, and granted. He didn't really play until the third game of the season. Like we're talking about fourteen hundred yards. I think the the you know the NFL record you know pre uh, Super Bowl era. I think that it was like fourteen hundred seventy seven one thousand four hundred forty seven yards. And Justin Jefferson had fourteen hundred today in fourteen games. Like that that's saying a lot, man. Like his future is very bright. We have found our number two receiver. Now it's, it's, the future is up. I mean, the the, the ceiling is high. The future is, is bright. Now we just got to see what he's going to continue to do.
0: Looking at this Vikings offense, I mean, it, it just stands out to me when I see 1,400 yards from Jefferson. I see the 12, 13 touchdowns from Adam Thielen, 1,500 rushing yards from Dalvin Cook, and now 4,000 passing yards and 35 touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. Ben, I mean, these kind of numbers being put up from all of our top headline players on the Vikings offensive side of the ball. I feel like you can only be excited for what's to come from this group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the, the disheartening thing about the end of the season is this defense only had to play middle of the road football. You know, it, they finished at the bottom of the league in almost every category in every category that matters and all you really needed for this team to not only make the playoffs, but to play you know, winning playoff football, is to finish maybe 14th, 15th in the league. And, and that's where we fell short because everything that we've already talked about with Alvin Cook rushing for over 1,500, um, you know, Adam Thielen finishing at, what, 125 and 14 touchdowns. We talked about Justin Jefferson. We've got you know, two young, I think, great complimentary tight ends that we can be excited for for next year. And given, given all the giveaways that we had, you know, in the early part of the season with Kirk throwing interceptions and getting sacks fumbled and some of the offensive line issues, given all of those warts, this was still a historically good offense that if we could have just gotten into the playoffs, could have made some waves and, you know, knocked off a few teams here and there, and you never know what's going to happen. So um, Kubiak and his staff were just outstanding.
0: Yeah, you heard that from head coach Mike Zimmer in the post game. He said that Man, Cousins had a good year. He picked it up after throwing all those interceptions at the
2: beginning of the season.
0: He really picked it up. And and now he has the second most touchdowns in a season in Vikings franchise history. I mean, that has a lot to do with the guys he's throwing the ball to as well, Gabe. But I mean, even when you see a guy like Alexander Madison come into this game and have two touchdowns, like what does that mean for a guy like him? I just feel like there's so much depth on the offensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, so much, Devin. I think that only builds confidence, I and mean, we know the saying: "You're only as good as your backups." And now a backup running back, and you got uh, Ab- Amir Abdullah and Mike Boone, who all got decent, you know, amount of carries today, good, good playing time. And I think that only pushes Dalvin to be better. We know this running back room is arguably the best running back position uh, group in the NFL. So when, when you look across the board, even at the receiver position, you, you know you see you got. Uh, you, you probably got to find a third receiver, but at the same time, the, the depth there. I mean, the depth at O-line, we saw Rashad Hill uh, getting some meaningful snaps. Uh, ben Lieber wanted to see Oli Udo get some more snaps. Like, th- there's so much depth on this offense. And just moving back to the running back position, when you have backups that can come in and, and play meaningful snaps. I mean, Alexander Madison, 95 yards uh, rushing, 50 yards receiving, two touchdowns, one re- one receiving and one rushing. I think that's only um, good signs pointing forward when you you think about uh, these starters making strides next year that's already coming off of a really good uh, offensive performance this year.
0: My last question on the offense, and it's a very serious question for you, Ben. What did you think of Kirk Cousins doing the gritty in the end zone at the Mm -hmm. end? (laughs) 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 I
1: I think I'd prefer his dead arm dance than – that's a bold to...
0: statement, Ben. Very bold. Yeah,
1: I, I think I prefer the dead arm dance. And um, listen, e- even Thielen is pretty terrible at the gritty, and it's <laughs> they just don't have the fluidity. It's so mechanical. They don't have enough pop in their little step. Leave, <laughs> leave Justin and and the guys <laughs> that are used to doing that to make that dance look sweet. Because other than that, if if it's not those guys, you're just doing a it's a detriment to the to the respect of that dance.
2: I I expected Kirk's gritty to be exactly the way it was. Like I, I didn't expect <laughs> I didn't expect any worse and not any better. So like that that was right on par. And he took you can tell he practiced that for sixteen weeks and he saved it for the last game of the season. So yeah, I think Rosie said he's the he's the guy <laughs> he's a guy in the middle of the dance floor at the reception that thinks he can dance. Uh, I think that was the perfect analogy for Kirk's gritty.
0: Yeah, honestly, in in Kirk's defense, I know Justin has been asking him to do that for like 10 weeks now. So at least he finally actually got it in, and he got it in in the new year of 2021. Hopefully better things to come for this Vikings team as a whole. But uh, I'm going to go straight back to you, Ben, with this question. Just what did you think of the Vikings defense in this game? Obviously, they're without I mean, I, I can't even count the number of starters that, they, that they're missing in this game, but what, what do you think of some of the young players or did anyone stand out to you in this game? Uh, you know, not
1: really. I mean, obviously Harrison Smith, he got his fifth interception of the of the season. Um, you know, he's had to do so much to get everybody lined up and a lot on his plate. So I'm glad that he's still out there still making plays. But, you know, quite honestly, you know, we, we couldn't get after the passer all season long. Uh, Hercules Mataafa got a sack off of a a quarterback spy technique that, yeah, he executed perfectly, but it it wasn't as if, you know, we're watching a guy beat an offensive tackle with this unbelievable pass rush move. Um, It just wasn't there. You know, I was, I was hoping to see DJ Wanham produce a little bit more, but you know, he kind of got bogged down looked like he got a little bit run down and tired at the end of the game. Uh, Our linebackers didn't produce much. And, um, and so, no, I, I think we, it was going to be a game of attrition and, and which defense can just hold on long enough to have their offense put some points on the board, and that's kind of the way the game played out. So, no, I don't want to, like – I don't want to sugarcoat anything or, or blow smoke up anybody. I mean, the defense didn't play great. They did just enough to win.
0: Matthew Stafford, 20 of 31, 293 yards, three touchdowns, the one interception to Harrison Smith. But – Man, oh, man. Marvin Jones Jr., 180 yards, eight receptions, two touchdowns game. I mean, what do the Vikings have to do to stop a guy like that? Well, It seems like every game in the past couple weeks, there's been a guy on the other team's offense that just completely decimated our defense.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I hate to make excuses here, but, you know, having, you know, guys like Cordray, I can't think of his last name. We, we had, you know, two or three guys that haven't played all year at cornerback, um, you know, the the, the the post route, I can't, I think it was the first quarter, the post, the, the second touchdown of the game, the post route, Matthew Stafford, um, look, Anthony Harris off and went back to the, went back and threw a post to the boundary to Marvin Jones for a touchdown. And it was just one of those things where you just say, hey, you got Harrison Hand on him, or you got Cord- Cordray, man, I can't think of his last name. You got Cordray out there.
1: Tankersley. Still,
2: Cordray Tankersley out there. And there you go. Y- you just say, Man, it, it, it could be worse. I mean, it could be worse. We, we don't have our starters out there. It, it, it just wasn't a great game. I think if you had to take any positive away, I think it's just Jeff Gladney uh, in that secondary unit uh, in addition to what Ben Lieber said with Harrison Smith. Like Jeff Gladney, um, we know he's a rookie. We know he's, you know, played meaningful snaps this year and he's got better this year. But at the same time, I, we have found our nickel cornerback for the future. He can do everything you ask from him. He can guard the slot. He can come down and tackle with need be. We saw the the minus, uh, the negative. I think he Adrian Peterson did a stretch play to the left and uh, Jeff Gladney got a tackle for a loss like that. That's that's saying a lot for a rookie to tackle a Hall of Famer like that. So there, there's a lot of upside. Um, I just think we haven't seen it just yet because a lot of our guys have been injured in the secondary. But we'll, we'll see what this offseason holds for for this secondary and this defense.
0: I'm not gonna lie, guys. This game was really hard to cover from a from a team perspective here. That there hasn't been many games since I started with this team in 2015 where the Vikings have been absolutely out of contention. There's probably maybe you can count them on on a few fingers of one hand. So, Ben, just. Looking forward, that that's what I want to do here. What are the expectations for this Vikings defense going forward? I mean, there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made from a salary cap perspective, that's for sure. But, I mean, if you, you think you get a Daniil Hunter and Eric Kendricks and Michael Pierce, you can go down the list of names that you get back on this Vikings defense, along with all the rookies who got experience this year. So do you think there's a future with this Vikings defense the way we had the past couple years with, with the Mike Zimmer defense and, and how it was built up?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's that's why I'm already really optimistic about 2021 because we know what we're going to have and what we're capable offensively. But then you look at, at the defense, you get Pierce back, you get Daniel Hunter back. You know that they're going to add some weapons and some guys on the defensive line, whether it's free agency or the draft. And, and with Anthony Barr, Is he back? Is he not back? I don't know what's going to happen with with that, but we gain valuable experience in the secondary with our young corners playing Um, Harrison Smith. I don't see any drop off in his play. And yeah, I, I think that we're, again, we don't have to be the best defense in the league. I think that we're, even if we increase our rankings by, by 10 rankings, this is a playoff caliber team and and we can make a deep run with the way the offense is built. So I, I'm really optimistic about what this team looks like and what the defense looks
0: like. That's for sure. And Gabe, what are your, your final thoughts on the Vikings offensive side of the ball? Do you think Kirk cousins can be the guy who can lead this team to the playoffs next year?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, the it wasn't the offensive fault this year. Why the Vikings, uh, didn't make the playoffs. I mean, you just named so many stats. We just named so many reasons why this Vikings offense um, was successful this year. I mean, we, I mean, this is a, a great year for this Vikings offense. I mean, the amount of points they put up per game, I think it was 29 uh, points per game, other than the, uh, uh, that, the Colts game. And then um, I think it was the Texans game earlier this year. I mean, th- this has been a really good Vikings offense. And I think Kirk Cousins leading the troops with another year under his belt with the same with the same guys as far as skill positions. I, I think um, the the future is bright for Kirk and this this Vikings offense, man. It's just the fact of getting back in the lab, uh, working on the small things and correcting them going forward and then hoping the defense can make a stop while controlling your own destiny.
0: Well that'll do it for the Vikings season. It's a seven and nine finish. I think I think everybody in the organization is just happy to look forward to the new 2021 year. And I really would like to see Ben Lieber, Chad Greenway, try to do a little gritty dance the way Kirk did. I don't know if you guys, I don't don't know if you'd hold up, Ben. I really don't.
1: (laughs) I'd love to think that I have a little bit more swag than Kirk, but I guess, I guess until I try, I will never know. Maybe, just maybe, Chris, I will send you a private video that you cannot share with anybody wow. else, and I'll let you judge.
0: I love that. That's uh. the that's end off the year of Vikings.com post game reports. Guys, as always, I really appreciate it. It was fun covering these games all year with you guys, and, and hopefully, it's a, a brighter 2021. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you, Chris. Loved it.